listen and subscribe to The Table of Truth on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Welcome everybody to Blurred Lines. This is your man Cam. With me as always is the other Cam, Cam Pachi, cameo appearance in the flesh, as well as the Professor D, the wise one. Professor D, the vampire hunter. Josh has the night off. He'll join us next time. But we are back talking about The Last of Us TV show on HBO Max. Um, you know, this is one of those shows that was highly anticipated, but it also had the specter of being a quote-unquote video game show, which always uh, which always comes with the connotation of it's going to suck or it's not going to be great or whatever, whatever. Um, Last of Us, I had to, like, do a little bit of research, but, you know, it, it was released on PlayStation 3, then re-released on PlayStation 4, and it was, like, one of the highest-rated games on both, um, I think, like, top five at the very least. Mm-hmm. But um, now we have a full, realized, live-action you know, post-apocalyptic survival situation. Um, first two episodes came out. We all watched it. And um, fellas, what do you got? What's your guys' like initial reaction? And also make sure like all three of us have never played the game, although we know of the game and we know like how big it is and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think when I was, I remember when the game was released and there was a temptation to try to play it, but I'm, I'm I like horror films, but for some reason playing survival, horror survivor games is just not, not one that I'd like to inflict on my nerves and and, and, and <laughs> myself out, so I stay away from them. But the one thing that stood out to me was that Last of Us was a part of a string of uh, video games released on PlayStation Three initially that had phenomenal storytelling. I mean, just narratives that were on par or better with than some serial dramas and. Um, um, movies at the time, um, and so years later, the TV series. Um, what I didn't having not played the game, knew a little bit about it, was expecting it to kind of arrive as a kind of new Walking Dead type of uh, uh, story. And I gotta say that the first two episodes kind of had a really unique feel to it. I, I really enjoy watching them as because they really establish a, a an eerie atmosphere from out the from the very beginning. And that really set the tone for the story. Everything was moving fast in that first episode. I thought, you know, the whole the they may have spent a little I thought there was gonna be a little bit more time spent with uh the the initial fallout and and the calamity because i i enjoy seeing that a lot more than the sort of okay years later they've kind of figured out how to survive they've adapted to survive um what's really terrifying is those moments um at the beginning you know where people are not are so in shock or dumbfounded by what's going on, they can't hardly believe it, and there's no time to react, and everything is just falling apart. Uh, one of the best moments or visuals was, I thought, when they were driving down the road, and then they had to back up, and you can see the the camera is positioned inside the truck, and you see what's going on, and then they have to reverse and, and go forward again, because here comes a, a, a plane 
falling out of the sky onto the main street um, in the middle of all these panicking and running people and you don't really see who's infected, who's not, what's going on, and it's just complete pandemonium. Yeah, I was actually surprised that, like, they didn't stay in that initial, um, like, the world's going to shit part. Because I was like, I actually was shocked. I was like, oh, shoot, that jumped quick. Because I was really curious to see, you know, um, I like how they kind of, like, the nugget. And I did know about the beginning of the of the, of the show, like, what was going to happen to um, Joel's daughter and stuff like that. Like, I already got from, like, the plot of the game. But I was curious, I was surprised that they didn't show more of the breakdown of society. And then, yeah. then kind of, even if, I think... I think maybe if there was a montage, um, that would have helped as well, just to kind of just to kind of um, stretch it out a little bit. It kind of show like even if it was the montage of the twenty years of you know the different types of places, you know, society breaking down. Some parts don't shut down. Some parts are good. Some parts are whatever. I thought that was I thought that would have been a little bit better. But in general, I liked how it really flipped from like you know everything's fine to oh shit. Yeah, and they really did set it up. I thought in that cold open with. Um... I always forget the actor's name, but he's been in a, uh, quite a few. Um, he's been a character actor for years, but um, where he explains the um, what would happen if if fungus so could survive in in a human body, and and the the sort of reaction of oh no that can't happen oh no that would never happen and oh no and he's like yeah but if it does we've lost. <laughs> everything's right and just because of the fact that it's a possibility means that we shouldn't take it lightly and that was in 1968 which means that his prediction rather not prediction but his uh uh hypothetical doesn't come true for another what in 2003 i think is when when it starts to pop off yeah yeah, yeah. it's like another 40 plus years roughly yeah so even that, and in a sense, created some dread that I think, in a way, maybe doing it this with kind of jumping around or speeding it up might help with the horror. But I thought maybe something a little bit more with the sort of looming dread could have happened before we got into chaos. Yeah. Cam, um, I'm going to disagree with both of you guys on, I don't know if you guys said it felt a bit rushed, but like, no, not rushed, but just, I wonder if they had spent more time with the fallout. That's, that's kind of what I, more like I would have liked to seen more of that. Not that it was rushed, but it wouldn't like, yeah. Well, the, see, the thing with that too, is that, um, <clears throat> this is following the game. Like, I've seen the cutscenes in the beginning for the first one, you know, um, and it's really following the game with a little few changes. Um, how you get infected, the time, uh, what is it, the the time that the game time it happened was like uh, a certain time, and this one happens at like 2010 or something like that. So there's subtle differences, but overall, the way that this is playing out is literally playing out like the beginning of the game. Um, and I agree, to a point, it would have been nice to see uh, <clears throat> more of uh, the fallout as it went along, you know, before we jump 20 years later, you know. But uh, I don't mind it in this instance. It's just one of those things that it didn't bother me because this is, I know this is what happened in the game, you know. Um, and so for me, that wasn't a big deal. Um, but you're not wrong. It would have been interesting to see some, some, some character development between that. 
Um, and you know, when I'm watching the show, so let me first and first and foremost say, I don't like zombies movies. I don't like zombie shows. Anybody that knows me and my good friend Paul and Cena's knows I hate zombies. <laughs> and the fact that if they are real, we're all screwed is one of the most terrifying things to like ever come in <laughs> close contact with. Because I remember there was an episode where there was some zombie-like behavior in real life. Where, where people were taking bath salts and turning into these creatures that ate human cuff and good life. I remember that. Well, if that ain't called zombie shit and no one's talking about it, I don't know what to tell you. So it, the, the fact that it had revolves around the zombies terrified. However, just like Josh, I don't play Resident Evil type games. However, this one was kind of different when I did see it. I was in that mode to kind of play it, but other games came out and I kind of pushed it to the back burner. So I didn't even think about it. I saw people play it. Was like, oh, it's cool. I'm just, I got enough games on my 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 catalog, my backlog. I'm never gonna get to it. Now, with that said, this show comes out. I'm like, hardly peep. And just like a lot of video games that transition into film and TV, I'm always skeptical because they never really turn out right. Now, with this, it has made me break tradition. It has made me watch a zombie show and be into it, and it does not suck. Coming from a video game transition to screen and film. Uh, I think the the cool thing about this, too, is I can't get used to uh, getting involved with a character because they're gone like that. And if you're not, if you have some familiarity with the game, you automatically knew what was going to happen. So especially going into episode two, you're like, it's the last of us with two people. Not three. <laughs> yeah, so that was a dead giveaway of thinking like, all right, one is this person's gonna be eliminated from this 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 this, this tandem. So um outside of that, I did love the cold intro because th that fungus is a real thing, but yeah. it it happens on a a micro scale to certain organisms, not to yeah. humans. But that's a that's an actual thing. And I think I was reading something about when they started the premise for this game that it was based upon a real fungi and it just you know made a story behind that so sure. it's crazy that this is actually some real real stuff and uh you know shout out to the guy that was talking about it because i think he's from the mummy series <laughs> i reckon yeah that's what that's what i'm saying i reckon yeah. i can't i always forget the actor's name and but yeah. he was also uh in the arc in one of the ages of shields seasons he played um the professor that created the um, art of the robots. I, what do they call? Yeah, he he was also in um, Spartacus as well. The first season. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. He's a he's a he's definitely a, one of those character actors that you see everywhere, but you always forget yeah. his name. <laughs> but but I will say this: I like what I'm seeing right now. I dig it. I'm into it. Uh, it's, I, I feel like it's paced okay. Uh, I love the 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 actors in it. Um, and I have no complaints right now with this show. I think it's pretty, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Like, I'm, and everybody's talking about it. And the cool thing about when you find a show that everybody's onto or watching, quote unquote, as a family, kind of like Game of Thrones came out, we were all like talking about it. I feel like this kind of got that same vibe a little bit. Yeah, I was gonna say that was the thing I was gonna say. It's it's a it's getting that cultural moment that like yeah. you know the the binging um, seasons of kind of. Uh, like like got away from that when they when the full season just drops it's all of the episodes and um i think the usually when they do have something that comes out weekly and everyone's about it it's kind of dope because then everyone everyone can be out all at the same time kind of like when an album comes out 
everyone's talking yeah. about the same album and that kind of thing. Um, I liked it. I thought it was pretty dope. I think, uh, you know, was it Pedro Pascal? Diego Luna was in it. Like, there's like really dope actors in it. The casting was awesome. Not Diego Luna, Gabriel Luna. Gabriel Luna, sorry. sorry. Yeah, Diego uh, Luna. He's the, his, uh, the brother. That's Andor. That, that's the guy that plays Andor. Right? That's his name, Diego Luna. Yeah, Diego Luna is, a, is Andor. This is Gabriel Luna, sorry. Yeah. Okay, I was like tripping. I was like, I did not see Andor in this. <laughs> but it, it, you know, it was a great cast, uh, sci-fi cast, because it's got a lot of these, a lot of sci-fi veteran actors. Got yeah, and um, um, Anna Torv who played Olivia Dunham in Fringe. You have uh, our, our man Pedro, who's like the the crown prince of nerdum right now. He's in like <laughs> every. From yeah. Game of Thrones to Mando to Wonder Woman, which is probably one he's more ashamed of, but right. uh, <laughs> but the, the and then Bella Ramsey, of course, um, who cut her teeth playing uh, Liana Mormont in in Game yeah. of Thrones. She was uh, great. So, yeah, and Gabriel Luna, um, he's done you know Agents of Shield, Ghost Rider, Robbie Reyes, and and was also Oh, Ghost Rider, that's right. Yep. Yep, he was yep. also the new Terminator, uh, yeah, um, in Dark Fate, which was ironically a good movie, but was the last straw. And yeah, he would been a good new Terminator, but great yeah. cat. And also, too, I would say too the um the last you know um good uh, video game at um you know video game to another screen would be um, Arcane. They came out about a year and a half ago. The animated that was on Netflix that was based off of the League of Legends stuff, which I do not play League of Legends. I do give, I give zero fucks about that whole franchise, but I was super invested in Arcane. Arcane was super dope, done well, interesting characters, like amazing uh, concept art and uh, character design, and um, it, it really fleshed out a world where like you got, you're coming in cold, you know nothing about this is from a game, and it makes you at least peek a little bit, like oh maybe this game was something that I should take a look at. Um, yeah. And I, I had to look it up too, but yeah, Last of Us has been re-released, I think, five times. <laughs> it's probably, like you said, it's going to get, it's gonna probably going to get a sixth release to PS5 probably, but later on this year because of the the hype from this. Oh, it um, will. It definitely will. I also like how uh, even when there's the uh, the end of the world, we still have capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> it's <Yeah>. like, yo... <laughs> It was like some type of uh, you know, haves and have nots and the police state and all that. I was like, oh, glad uh glad glad that survived the the apocalypse. You know what was crazy? There was a little uh one of our uh cohorts in another chat posted that they could have been infected various ways because I didn't you know, I like when every the episode ends, I the next day I go to the, the Easter eggs that I missed and uh, one of them was uh if you listen to the radio, they talk about Jakarta in episode one, right? Mm-hmm. And it happened like at a flower plant or something. And then like every instance where they could have been infected way earlier could have happened, but they didn't. When uh, the the daughter went over to eat cookies, she didn't eat no flower from there. There was no birthday cake. Um, There was very instance where they could have been infected based off a of flower product because it was spreading so quickly uh, yeah. that they didn't get infected because I think the... Whatever happened, like the grandma, the old lady got infected because she probably ate some kind of flower dish. Yeah. And that, that happened and stuff. And it was like, damn, they were that cold. Could have ate some kind of bread. Yeah. Yeah. And then the coincide episode, episode one and two, 
they both had opening sequences where it was doom where you said in the beginning the the scientist was like if it really happens we're all fucked and then when the lady was like they was like what is the solution she was like bomb us yeah <laughs> she was like you gotta kill it yeah episode two's cold open again if they keep giving me scenes like that, my complaint is null and void. Because it's not really a complaint as much as a want, uh, yeah. a wish. But Fair. Fair. Uh, that scene was great because it went to a moment, like I said, where that creates a dreadfulness about horror. See, horror doesn't always have to be something jumping at you or anything like that. It could be the silent moments where mortality is is right in your face and you know that it's like you said when she when they first the way that that scene was set up and that sequence was brilliant the first they say look look through this they they take her from her lunch <laughs> and she's like i don't know what's going on I'm scared afraid and they say look through this at this slide no, no, don't tell her anything. Let her draw her own conclusion. And she's like, yo, that's fungus. And then, like, that came from a human? What? That can't survive in a human? Let me see. Goes and sees, and then instantly, boom, she knows what this is. If we can't control this, this is a wrap. <laughs> like, there is no cure. There's no vaccine. Echoing what that dude said in the, in the, in the cold open of the first episode, which is, if this strikes us, we better be prepared to burn the whole the whole house down because, like, when they're like, we don't even know where the there's fourteen people missing from the plant. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. But I like that. Like, that's like you know, there was a great juxtaposition to seeing you know America was in chaos and Indonesia was like, yo, you know, we just chilling out here having a good time, you know, eating some food. <laughs> And then just that one, that one incident, it's like, oh, well, so we got to bomb the whole joint. But even that, where she, after she said it, the actress, I thought, really portrayed physically the emotion that a person who is not a, a sociopath or a psychopath who just gave that order would, which is like, oh my God, I just literally told him to kill this entire city. Yep. And, and not only kill everybody in the city, but myself and my family included, because I could be a carrier. Like we, we just don't know. And literally this thing will spread like that. So those moments is to me is what really creates the dreadful aura about stories like this. That's what I thought fear the walking dead early on did better than the walking dead ever, which was create that, that atmosphere, that feeling of this is the end and not necessarily have to see people being torn up by by zombies to understand that something bad is on the horizon and we're not going to be the better for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also I remember like uh, one of my friends hates, hates uh, zombie movies too. And um, it was uh, 28 Days Later. Yeah, 28 Days Later where the zombies running yeah, dog. And then, like, it, and that's that's when they're like, "Yo, zombies running!" All right, I'm out. But see, those weren't zombies, though. See, that's different. Twenty eight days later, much like Last of Us, tried to do something different. Those were peak human beings who were affected by a highly, a highly contagious and highly like juiced up rabies type rage virus. So they were they were fully 
still warm-bodied, uh, bipedal creatures who were just, again, driven by this madness virus. Like, that, that's... Because they didn't really eat their their victims as much as they just beat them up. Beat them yeah, up, killed them, basically. Corruption them with their bare hands. Like, that, that, that was... That was why 28 Days Later was a little different as a zombie. And and Danny Boyle is not a zombie filmmaker or like that type of filmmaker. So and he did the first film. And and so that that one was a little more nuanced, I thought. Well, I remember when uh, you know, I was like, Oh, there was really a zombie infection. I can just run because they can't run and then they in put twenty eight days later, these dudes running with no unlimited stamina i was like oh fuck so i was like damn this movie i like i i, I think i watched the first one uh but like again like it's it's a weird like i don't like zombie movies but i know when i watch certain zombie movies they freak me the hell out so i'm just like oh my goodness yeah, I, again it's it, it borders on par like there was some instances in real life where people were acting like zombies sniffing bath salt and i was like <laughs> no one's talking about it and i was like okay <laughs> I got your reaction to, to to the COVID pandemic and like how that played out. Like now imagine if that was a much worse virus or something like that, where, you know, you have a our population is so large and we're all we're all like mad gilded is mad dash. So you already know places like New York City, LA, like those places are gonna fall quick and hard. Sorry to say, because it is gonna be too much hand banging. And and that's what you and that's what you saw. I thought I like that you saw that early in Last of Us. Like in that sequence, you saw that. Like immediately we see that civilization is nothing more than an illusion that we've created for ourselves to make us behave. And once that once there's something that threatens that survival. Or threatens that threaten that that out that thre that threatens survival in general, then that illusion drops, and it's like okay, now it's now we're back to the apex predators that killed off the Neanderthal. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And again, you saw that in the Last of Us without it being uh, silly and over the top yeah. in the way that The Walking Dead does it over the top. Yeah, and I, I think um, the other aspect of it, um, with the say for instance, like the the breakdown of society part, where it also reminded me of a quote that was kind of like, you know, we can imagine the the end of the world, but we can't imagine like a utopia, and mm -hmm. how like uh, the end of the world actually happened, and then you still had people like when they when they were actually in the um, was it Boston's like little quarantine town zone, yeah. and they still had all the same trappings of what's going on now, right? There was like yeah. drug thing and freaking screwing people over greed and you know someone getting over on this you know that those types of things were still going on while with, after this horrific situation that's still been going on um and i think that added to the realism aspect of it as, as well like so you have the you have the people outside that's trying to kill you inside that's trying to kill you <laughs> pretty much nobody that safe yeah and i think as a metaphor with uh is you kind of look at it as in okay this calamitous event hit humanity and nearly took us out. We survived, rose above it, and yet we still didn't learn anything and just went 
kept going the same way. So we survive only to continue the content ways that probably led to us being blind to something like this happening in the first place. To us not being able to imagine or see or trivialize the possibilities because it hasn't happened in our generation or the generation before that. It's again, I always draw the comparison to the phenomenon of what happened with COVID. It's like it hasn't happened until it does. (laughs) That's a really good point. And I think last of again, to keep it on last of us, that's what you got. And to your point about the pacing, it made you feel that it hadn't happened until it did. And when it did happen, it was full, full. And you know, the scene with his daughter and um, shout out to Danny Newton Jr. Uh, <laughs> what's it like? <laughs> Parker. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I forgot about that too. <laughs> for her for her limited time, but she definitely brought presence to screen. She got a future that one. Um, yeah, she's good. She was good. That moment when the soldier gets on the walkie and then he's like, yeah, but they're not dead. But then he goes to kill him you know in that moment you realize that the the people who are so-called the rulers the governors of the world knew about this thing and they knew that when it happened that they were going to have to cut ties very fast and very quick and to keep it under control because that's usually what happens intelligence is known by a select few before it hits the masses Hey, I, yeah. I, I thought you was joking about her being Danny Newton Jr. It is her actual daughter. <laughs> oh, no, that's her daughter. Yeah, man, she's good. Yeah, she kind of looks like her. And I was like, wait, that has actually her daughter. <laughs> yeah, nah, she did a good job. But you're not, nah, you're, you're totally right. And I think that's the thing where it's like, you know, all these types of, it's, it's again, it's a mirroring of what people just kind of went through with the whole COVID situation and, you know, that kind of stuff. And just in a hyper focused way. And so, um now with us going through COVID and then watching this, we're just like, oh shit. <laughs> right. Oh, as far I think the large majority of people to brush it off and write it off as like, oh, that's just that's just like any other movie that features the end of the world where due to some kind of inexplicable virus or whatever, in this case fungal bacteria, which again, as Cam pointed out, is very frightening because it's one of those things that um, it's a possible, it's, it, it's science says the probability, it's high, it, the probability is low for fungus to survive in the human body, but that doesn't mean it, it, that it's not possible. And so they carved a story out of that. And, and so now it's like, okay, that is what, how you create horror is like you, you, again, you build on the what if, the what could be, but keep it in a more dreadful way because they never said what started the, the, the fungus, where it came from, how, why is it that it, it I mean, it, it's growing in everything, not just human bodies, but it's, it's, it's co-opting every piece of organic material matter on earth. Like, through it's it's growing through through stone and rock and gravel yeah and so, I, I like that they show the juxtaposition of uh when they were going in the museum and that part had dried and rotted 
And it was right. like, oh, okay, this over here, the fungus is di- it's dead. It, it didn't have anything to latch on to. It's dry, right. whatever, whatever. Of course, yeah. And then when they were in the state house, when um, the fireflies were already killed, and one of those dudes came up, like, like woke up, because, you know, he started to turn or whatever. Um, he killed it, but then the fungus was in the ground and got into his hand, which alerted the rest of the hive mind, and that's how they all came mm-hmm. into that state house. And so yeah, I like that. That's kind of new from the from the game so it's like a little different mm-hmm. but it works though yeah i like how they i like i just like how they show different instances of the disease to kind of give you a hint of like how it's either evolved or how it so you get little touches of it as you're going through the show so that you're finding out a little bit more and more where like you know um and then that and with and with that it, it presents a, like like i said more a sense of a danger because even in the part where they show um uh ellie the first time when she sees like all the you know infected on the ground and they're all acting as one and you see the horror on her face and she's like oh oh i, I guess we're not going this way no more they're, they're just everywhere yeah and she had been out in the wild and survived and it still it still surprised her and uh you know that idea and i i thought that the visual of the museum being a rotted out empty husk was very was a great visual metaphor of what this thing is has left how this thing has left humanity right as a rotted out husk you know it still exists in some form because even that rotted out building is still living through the fungus is just living in a more uh uh recessive state Mm. let me ask you this so how okay I, we can assume that Tess got bit when the the clicker was chasing her, because beforehand there was no evidence on her body showing that she had gotten bit. Spoiler alert: if those hadn't seen it, that she got bitten, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to figure out how did Ellie know that she was bitten? What was the indication based off the dialogue? Did she see them? She didn't see them work, and I'm just like, how did you know she was? Nah, she didn't see it. It was it was more the way she was acting. That's what that's what yeah. I picked up on. It was like I mean, that's kind of me. I'm still trying to figure out what was the clue, like the desperation. I think it was a desperation that sudden change of where her and Joel were on the same page, but now she seemed very, very, very determined to to figure out. I think to to actually get Ellie to where she's going and. I, I don't know. I have to watch it again. Maybe maybe there was a different... Well, I'm just really confused because she got bit... Well, I guess she got bit on the shoulder because it's kind of close to it. Because like, you get bitten in the neck or the head. She should have turned within like two hours, right? Yeah, it's something it, like that. A detailed guideline of when you should be turning and showing signs. So yep. maybe she had like a four-hour grace period. and you know, Yeah, I thought... Yeah, but, for me, it was more just the erratic of behavior. That's what... Because like, like, again, yeah. she was more determined to get... But like the way she was acting after they got out and she sat down, you know, like her art, she's like, oh, my my legs messed up, blah, 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 blah. She's already kind of looking melancholy and like, oh, this might be it. And then when they got to the actual state house and then she started to be more erratic, that's when I was like, that's to me now, because again, if you think about it, Ellie had to go through um, uh, the process of if she's bit every day for two weeks, right? She had to stick her hand out, make sure it wasn't yeah. shaking and then be able to count down from 10. And so she did that every day for the last 14 days. So she would be the first person to kind of know who got bit automatically just because she's been tested for the last two weeks. So I, that's kind of like how I was like following that thread. Although I don't think like, I think you're correct. I don't think there was one place where they show, oh, boom, she got bit or 
she's the wincing or anything like that. So like, it, I could see how you can kind of if if someone missed it, like, oh wait, she was bit. What did that happen? Kind of a thing. Yeah, I mean, it was assumed like she got bit by the clicker. That that's the only time I could see that happening because prior to them going to the museum, there was no indication of her feeling like. I mean, she was like when you say there was like the erratic behavior, difference of opinion. She's kind of once they picked up the child. Tess was kind of like, okay, let's see where this goes because we can do this. And and uh, Joel was like, nah, nah, from the get-go. He's, his stance has been the same, but uh, Tess was kind of still, let's just do it. We need the battery. We need the fun and stuff. But then it went to the umpteenth power right when they got to the museum. Like, should we need to do this? And Joel was like, whoa, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's, like I but, get it, yeah. but like, we're taking a huge risk here. Yeah, and Tess was also semi-reluctant um, until she was she had reservations when she discovered that Ellie had bit. Yeah. So that res those reservations dropped when they got to the museum, and that's when it that's when it was kind of it was it, that's when it it felt like something had changed when yeah. she started when yeah. when the, when the when she was no longer um kind of questioning that she wasn't infected as much as she was like, okay, I accept that. So why are you so important to them? Yeah, exactly. I think that's the, the, the museum part is when she finally believes that this chick, this little kid is like different. And then she did twist her ankles. So that was one part. And then getting to the state house was kind of like, okay, we're, if we, this could work like this, she might be able to end, like make this shit better. And then that's right. when kind of, but I think from, um, even that part, you know, self-sacrificing a lot of kind of stuff dope scene um and then also um i think again just overall world and how they kind of showed it i like i liked how that that happened and i actually liked how it's like you know you're you're starting in uh, boston you're going across country so you get to see how the rest of the united states gets affected and yeah. then also um i like how they did the easter uh, not even easter egg but they kind of explained pieces of the world earlier on we're like hey it's not just you know quarantine zones and the infected there's slave traders. There's this. There's that. Yeah, like, there's a mile west. Let's yep. keep it, let's keep it band, man. Joel is a child smuggler. <laughs> well, he certainly is now. And I also, I also like the difference in the nuance in the the creatures with than the typical zombie or that yeah. genre, which was, you know, when with Tess was affected, the they were running past her in that one stops and he it doesn't he doesn't like attack her he walks up to her and and like lack of a better phrase kisses her but o opens his mouth so that the the fungus tentacles can join with her so it yeah. almost it was like a it was one of those things where it's like that's a why are you standing here that she was you know what what i thought for a second was that she was standing there because maybe the infection was doing something different in the presence of the other the stronger funga fungus i don't know because he 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 could have ripped her apart but he didn't he like embraces her and like like almost like you're one of us like come like join and yeah. then let's go and eat but yeah props to the props to the effect teams because yeah the, i mean they have the you know designs all the way from the game and stuff like that but like they they uh the squelching <laughs> and the 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 sound effects the freaking tentacles 
like all of that stuff was definitely disgusting. And it was funny because on Twitter, I think it was um it was one of the uh, comic book artists, and someone was like, "Yo, man, I'm 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 eating dinner. Should I watch the uh, The Last of Us?" And then half the comments was like, "Nah, son." Other half was like, hey, "You should." <laughs> I already knew the answer to that question. Like before episode two, I was like, "I'm eating. I'm going to eat dinner in this order: dinner, let my food digest, and then I'll watch." The last of us. I'm not, I'm not foolish around, man. I know you saw the 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 some of the promos, the the, the cauliflower head looking mm-hmm. uh squeaking thing. Like, come on, those are cookers. The yep. cookers. Nah, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. But I think um, but now so I'll to kind of get it more of a wrap. Like, what are you guys hoping to see? Um, because I'm. Uh, did they say how many episodes this is gonna be? It's, I'm assuming it's, it's HBO Max, so I'm assuming eight to ten. Yeah, I was gonna say it's HBO, so it's either going it's between eight at most thirteen, but I can only see it being about eight between eight to ten. I don't know that for a fact, but that's generally what HBO serial dramas uh, turn out. Yeah, so I mean, I, I would say, what are you guys looking for? You like, what are you guys looking for for the rest of the series? Like, I out the gate, two episodes in, dude, they they uh they punch in pretty high. Uh, just stick to what made the game popular story-wise. Like, don't venture off too far. I mean, you know, you might have to make some subtle changes to make certain things work outside of the video game. I get that. Uh, but, like, don't deviate. If it ain't broke, why fix it? You know what I'm saying? So, they've done justice to, like, making uh, overall good parallels to the game and keeping the pacing uh, tight and whatnot based on the situation. Uh, but I don't know what to expect because, again, I have not played the game completely. So whatever they're doing, what they did in these first two episodes, like if they leave with a whole intro or something like that every episode, giving us a little backstory. So, so yeah, say this. If they give a, a, a backstory in the intro, giving us some kind of like idea of what was going on before all this shit happened or, you know, right when it happened, I'm okay with that because it's kind of like a lead in. Kind of like how American Gods had this weird lead in, but it actually made sense. Uh, when you watch the whole episode, so if they do that, I'm I'm totally with it. I'm fine with it. But so far, so good. I'm digging what I'm seeing. I like the characters that they hired to play, or the actors that play these characters. They work. I didn't know uh the main character. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Pedro. Uh, Pedro Pascal. Pascal. I didn't know if he was gonna work as Joe. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, but it works. Uh. And it it's cool, you know. I'm digging it. This is one of the few game, few games that translated to screen and television that's worked so far. So, yeah, same. I think the uh, we're getting a good string. Like we did, you know, we got uh, Arcane, we got The Witcher. Um, so now we got Last of Us, and I think again, it's like, and each one of them basically did the same thing: stay truthful to the game. In terms of the the subject matter, in terms of the plotting and that kind of thing, but it also took it seriously so that it was actually going to be dope. And I think, like you said, casting is a big point. Apart, um, getting the people that are that were involved in the creation of said um stories was also very very uh smart. And then also, like I said, just do it right by what the actual game is. And um, it's interesting because I got like it's getting a lot of good and positive press. Um where things like uh like at the halo show got like a lot of negative which i never i've never seen it so i don't know but i glad i'm glad that like as games that become shows start to be this strong then you get to see a little bit more later on because i think there's going to be a point where uh, soon where 
you know, you're, you know, we're going to run out of comic books and, and everything else. And, and so <laughs> if we're going to start doing video games, let's actually do the, the good stuff. Um, D what you got? You know, I forgot that, uh, they made the halo. There was an adaptation. <laughs> I mean, it was just last year. Was that's, that, and that's how terrible it is. I totally forgot about that, but I knew I wasn't going to watch that. Hey, I yeah, know the game and, also don't like that kind of hokey sci-fi. I only one only hokey sci-fi I accept is Star Wars these days. But um I think I much like him, I don't have any expectations because I don't know the game's narrative. Um with that I would say I will say that I hope that the writers are creative in that they that this is an adaptation and that not every beat needs to follow the exact way that the game did. And so as long as they can stick to, can create some fine tuned continuity, that's what I'm looking forward to continue world building. If the code open is all is where we'll get it, then that's fine. But, um, give us the world building. Don't, 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 uh, cheat us on that. Let us, Explain. I want to know how capitalism survived. I want to know how all these things survived in the midst of of this um, near extinction event, because that's exactly what it is. It's a near extinction event. The human population can't be anywhere near what it was in 2003, 23 years later. So um, continuity, continue to world build. Um, Treat it as an adaptation, not necessarily a, a, a carbon copy, um, and just build on what they what they've what they've done so far, which is introduce a a world that's intriguing, um, that's uh, terrifying, but that has that's populated with interesting characters that you kind of immediately have reason to care about. Yeah, nah, definitely. That's the. All, all of the above, all of the above. It's like I said, good, strong start, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens next. Um, thanks everybody for joining with us, Blurred Lines, and we will see you guys probably at the end of the show. <laughs> for Last of Us, anyway. Everything else we got coming. So, um, peace, guys. Peace.